Here's a message from Ken Lavica. You mad about Clayton Kershaw? I got 30 different people you can blame. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Well, baseball failed again, but it's not exactly for the reason you think yesterday. You got to look a little bit deeper than what's on the surface and what happened with Clayton Kershaw in Minneapolis. Ken LaVica live Thursday. It's my Monday. I was on vacation. Eat it. Thursday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker and at John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot, uncomfortable, but sparkly intracoastal. Because it is Thursday, the matriarch of Ken LaVic Alive has come through as always. You see her beautiful face and her sparkly teeth on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and she's the best damn event MC in the game. It's Keely Ferguson. I'm going to have to start paying you, kid. I'm your hype man. Just trust me on this. goodness. Trust me on this. Like 2%, right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I don't ask for much. Okay, I don't need much. Because you weren't going to get much. (laughs) You weren't going to get much. Uh, (laughs) Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is hanging out and running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. I want to thank Theo Dorsey, Dean Thomas, Ryan Lieber, Jeanette Javier, of course, Stone, for hanging out and making sure this thing ran well uh, for the last three days. Boy, oh boy, you can't go a day without it. Baseball doing something stupid. And yesterday, that stupid came in Minneapolis. Twins, Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw on the mound against the Twins, and he is perfect through seven. Keep in mind that this is a guy who right now, health-wise, is at about, oh, I don't know, 80%. 80% or so. And he is just killing the Twins with off-speed stuff. He is just massacring Minnesota. Alliteration, by the way, with (laughs) change-ups and sliders. He was magical. And then Dave Roberts decides, after seven innings, only 80 pitches thrown, perfect game. Uh, You know what? Clayton, your day is done. And inherently, Keeley, the baseball fan, you see that there's an opportunity for a perfect game. It's one of the few things that individually in sports, a single game, it still captures your imagination, right? right? It still draws your attention. And at 80 pitches Mm -hmm. and a perfect game, Going into the eighth, that seems primed for magic to happen. And then Clayton Kershaw doesn't take the mound in the eighth. And the initial reaction is always going to be resentment and disappointment. Yes, and I get that. But it it reminds me of when there is an NFL team that has a perfect record. Do you rest the starters? Do you play the starters on that last game? Or we've already made the playoffs. Do you rest the starters? Do you play the starters? Because... When you play, you always risk injury. Now, I do understand, even in those scenarios where people are saying, well, you always can risk injury. You can have injury in week one. But injury in week one is a little different than injury when there's nothing online. But that's the same thing for this. If he's coming off an injury, if he hurts himself, people are looking at Dave Robertson like, look, man, I – I see. I understand you wanted to do it for him, and you wanted to see if he could get a perfect game. But now we can, now we can't use him at all anymore. Right. I mean, I could use the same excuse and say, "Oh well, walking down the street today, I could get hit by an asteroid." But chances are, that's probably not going to happen. Well, but you have less of a chance of getting hit by an asteroid than a pitcher that's only eighty percent and coming yeah. in cold in April yeah. in the cold in Minnesota has a chance of actually hurting right. himself. Right, right, right. No, no, no. Absolutely, absolutely. But what what I'm saying is that hey, you're talking about chances. I mean, I hear you. It was just a bad analogy. No, I, but common <laughs> sense. Common sense would dictate that this early in a season, right. With that guy, like maybe you want to save it for July, August, and yes, the fans. Oh, this is magical. This would be great. But 
there are bigger things to play for. There mm-hmm. is more to play for later in the year. Like for me, like I'm still going to go outside even though there's a chance of, of an asteroid hitting me because that's common sense. Whereas on the opposite side of the coin, Dave Roberts, mm-hmm. I think using common sense yesterday. But it still sucks. It doesn't yeah. mean that it eases the blow. It would be for cool sure. to see Clayton Kershaw do that. But I think the proper perspective comes from the man Himself, Clayton Kershaw, yesterday after the game, listen to this after what could be, and he's had a lot of playoff disappointments, so I don't know this for a fact, but this has to be one of the top five career disappointments for him to be on the precipice Mm -hmm. of a perfect game and not come out for the eighth inning. But this was Clayton Kershaw yesterday, Spectrum Sportsnet out of L.A., discussing everything that went into not taking the mound in the eighth. You had 80 pitches. I know a lot of the fans wanted to see you finish the game. What was the conversation with Dave Roberts and the ultimate decision to come out? Yeah, it's hard. You know, I feel bad for uh, for Barnsey. You know, Barnsey did such a great That's job. That's his catcher. It's fun to get to catch one of those. And so I, I wanted to do it with Barnsey. You know, um, it'd be special. And but at the end of the day, those are those are individual things. Those are those are selfish goals, and we're trying to win. You know, and um, that's that's really all we're here for. And. As much as I would have wanted to do it, I've, I've thrown 75 pitches in a sim game, you know, and I hadn't gone six innings, let alone seven. And um, sure, I would have loved to do it, but, um, you know, maybe we get another chance. Who knows? In the moment, can you reconcile all of that? Yeah. There was no part of you that wanted to fight to stay in or anything? I just said, I, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have stayed, but bigger things, man, bigger things. That's as level-headed and as mature Mm. and as having the back of your manager who was immediately under fire because the Uh pitchforks came out for Dave Roberts yesterday as you're ever going to find in professional sports. Right. But I would rather, if I'm Dave Roberts, the pitchforks come out for me for a decision I made that preserved him than a decision I made that hurt him and hurt the team. Yep. And could he's 34, could potentially hurt his career. I want to make something clear, though. We could have and probably should have had a perfect game if not for the following 31 names that I'm about to read right now. Okay? (laughs) Coming through with the facts, Ken. Ken Kendrick, Liberty Media, Peter Angelos, John Henry, Tom Ricketts, Jerry Reinsdorf, Bob Castellini, Larry Dolan, Charlie Monfort, Chris Illich, Jim Crane, John Sherman, Arturo Moreno, Mark Walter, Bruce Sherman, Mark Atanasio, Jim Polad, Steve Cohen, Hal Steinbrenner, John Fisher, John Middleton, Robert Nutting, Peter Seidler, Charlie Johnson, John Stanton, William DeWitt Jr., Stuart Sternberg, Ray Davis, Rogers Communications Group, Lerner Enterprises, and Rob Manfred. I know, I know. Keely! What do I win if I get the answer right? You get the 2% back uh, from my hype man at the first MC event that I pumped cool. you up at. Well, I will take who are the owners who didn't get a deal done with the union and that pushed spring training back and Kershaw didn't get to throw in spring training and that's why he was cold in April and Dave Roberts pulled him out. Well, Did is I win? Perfect. Is that double jeopardy? Is that final jeopardy? is back in your Thank checking you. account, Keely you. That's right. All, by the way, how much did we have to pay for that sound effect? Excellently dumb. Come on. Our budget's been increased. Uh, so Don't use it too much. I don't want to have to spend extra, okay? Um, all of the labor strife that we saw and the drag out nonsense and the fake deadlines and the ownership saying, oh, we make all this money, but uh-uh, the players are being greedy. The players are being greedy. And literally reporters tracking who was walking from one side of Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium to the other over a two-and-a-half-week span. The reason that Clayton Kershaw did not have a perfect game yesterday was because the owners and Rob Manfred locked out the players and gave us two weeks of spring training as opposed to five weeks of spring training. Clayton Kershaw is fully stretched out. Clayton Kershaw is fully ready to go if he gets the full duration of spring training. This stuff matters. And because there was only two weeks of spring training, Dave Roberts was put in a crap position where, honestly, Keeley, I don't think he had a choice. Uh, uh, agreed. And and so, and I get people not being able to see that perfect game, partic- particularly if you're a Dodger fan. But even if you're just a casual baseball fan, that is something we don't see very often. And it is a tough position, but 
that's why you're the manager because mm-hmm. you have to make those hard those hard calls because I was reading an article about it that said if it's not a perfect game of course you pull him because you're like oh, okay he's, he's throwing yeah. 80 pitches a no hero means nothing anymore yeah you're like okay well let's pull him but now you got this on the line and so that's really in most decisions in lives if you life if you take that piece out it's a big piece but if you take that caveat out would you make that same decision and if it's yes the chances are that's the right yep. decision yep and so I don't blame the manager Clayton Kershaw appeared to be okay with it. And I look at the owners, and I look at ownership, and if they want to sit there and say, oh, why was a great baseball moment ruined yesterday? Well, honestly, look yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Because this is on ownership in Major League Baseball for what happened yesterday with Clayton Kershaw not throwing a perfect game. But then there's the side of it where the fans got gypped. The fans got screwed over. Dave Roberts screwed over the Major League Baseball fans. You're trying to win us back. You're trying to bring us back into the game after all that you've put us through. And Jay Williams was trying to express that today. Uh, And this was not on first take, I don't believe. This was actually with Keyshawn and with Max Kellerman here on ESPN 106.3, weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Here's Jay Williams, his take on Clayton Kershaw being pulled yesterday. I get so annoyed at baseball. Mm -hmm. Like, I get so annoyed. You said, I get it, Max. I don't get it. I, I, all this stuff about pitch count and championships, it sounds like blah, 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 blah to me. You know what attracts young people to sports? Life-changing moments. We have over 220,000 MLB games, and there's been 23 perfect games in the history of the damn sport. You're telling me you can't pivot and you're going to try to use excuses that sound like, well, we're here to win a championship and, well, you know, look, the Jay. lockout. And, you know, I, I came into the game with the plan and 575 and we didn't want to go over it. It's a perfect game. Hey. The sport needs this kind of stuff so we can talk about it. And the inherent argument comes, what's greater? The Dodgers' success later in the season based off of this decision or the greater good of the game? And I think this discussion ultimately comes down to that. And what's more memorable, a Clayton Kershaw perfect game in April in Minneapolis or the Dodgers hoisting a trophy at the end of the year so Clayton Kershaw is healthy? I think a world championship would probably be more memorable, mm-hmm. but I also see where you could go on a week-long Major League Baseball victory tour touting Clayton Kershaw's perfect game. I can see it. But as the manager, again, you do, and, and Clayton Kershaw alluded to this, that's a selfish thing. That's an individual thing. I'm only thinking about me and, and his catcher, of mm. course, if we're talking about that. I have to think about the big picture. I have to think about the team. And you ha- it's because if he goes down, now the team is thrown in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, now what are we going to do? It's April. Are we going to get him back? Are we not going to get him? You know, and I get your point with, that you made earlier about it being July. If it's July, you can see that being a decision. But I could almost even more so see it being a decision at the beginning of the season, the way this season went. If we had a full spring training, maybe he doesn't make that decision. No, I don't think he does at all. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a question. I also don't think that if this is the Arizona Diamondbacks, the pitchers being pulled out of the game. I think that the Dodgers being the World Series favorites, Dave Roberts during spring training going on Rich Eisen or on Dan Patrick Mm -hmm. and basically predicting that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, Mm -hmm. I think that comes into it as well. Yeah. Because you can't mess around. It's to a point where if the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year or at least don't win the pennant, like Dave Roberts' job is probably in jeopardy. There's that much pressure, that much expectation with that role right now. You bet your ass he's being as cautious as he possibly can with his best pitcher. And I, and I hear Jay Will's point, but at the same time, it is the Dodgers. That's just as yeah. that's like if the Yankees won. Even if you're a casual fan, that's something you pay attention to. It's the second largest market in the country. Right. So just like if you're a casual fan, he's saying, you know, baseball, I get so frustrated with them. But if the Dodgers are hoisting the World Series trophy at the end of the season – People are talking about that, too. Well, completely forget about it. It won't matter. It absolutely won't. And the Dodgers are the new Yankees. You think the Dodgers would have Aaron Judge unpaid right now? The answer to that is, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. How would you describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six shots from a perfect game? 
What's the best way to describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six outs from a perfect game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. How would you describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six outs from a perfect game? I think it's smart. But I understand where people think that it's bad for baseball. It is. It's bad for baseball when you had an opportunity for maybe the most talked about pitcher over the last decade to throw a perfect game, him being pulled from the game. But it's smart on Dave Roberts' part. It's the fault of Major League Baseball's owners for the lockout. There's layers to this whole thing. How would you describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six outs from a perfect game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Now, there's one other part of this, Keely, and this is the petty part. It's going to come out <laughs> for me, okay? Shocking. So, Spectrum Sportsnet once again. Clayton Kershaw was pulled, and Joe Davis tried to sum up the the TV play-by-play voice of the Dodgers, who's also the new Fox voice of the World Series. Congratulations to Joe, who, by the way, I had dinner with one time prior to him calling an FAU Middle Tennessee State College football game. Boy, how far he's gone and how stagnant I've stayed. My goodness, that dude is the Joe Buck replacement. And I'm going to be going to Murfreesboro, Tennessee again this year for an FAU Middle Tennessee State football game. But I digress. But this is Joe Davis after the decision not to put Clayton Kershaw on the mound in the eighth inning. First time pitching against the Twins. Seven perfect innings with 13 strikeouts. And Dave Roberts makes... Maybe the hardest decision of his managerial career here. And boy, you should have heard the reception Alex Fessia got from this crowd as he came around. And you would have thought he's the worst person in history. So Alex Pressia comes into the game for the Dodgers. They're in Minneapolis. And Joe Davis is telling you that Dave Roberts was booed mercilessly by the Twins fans in (laughs) Minneapolis. Because they want to see history. They want to see a perfect game. And I'm going to tell you right now, that flies in the face of any fan rationale I have or will ever have. There is not a chance on God's green earth, if my team is having a perfect game pitched Mm -hmm. against it, that I am cheering for the opposing pitcher to pull off the perfect game. In no walk of life would I ever say, oh man, I want to see that happen against the White Sox. That would be awesome. And I don't understand the fan mindset of wanting to see someone pull off a monumental achievement against your team. Maybe this is just the pettiness seeping through. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm an old man Mm -hmm. with old sensibilities. But bleep that. Well, that's what I was going to say. There are two things going here. One, you're just salty. You're (laughs) you're a salty White Sox fan. Salty Southsider, number one. Number two... It was 38 degrees in Minnesota. Maybe it's a different conversation if it's June and it's not 38 degrees. So they were laboring and they deserve something like this. Yeah, they're like, we need something. We need something to happen. I mean, like when MJ would come to town, like people would buy tickets to go watch their team get beat by him. Like the Dodgers were coming to town. I'm sure 50% of the people in the stands were there to see the Dodgers. Were there to see Clayton Kershaw. Oh, he's the ace is on the mound? Let's buy a ticket. Let's buy a $20 ticket to this Twins game and watch him get blown out. As a Chicago Bulls fan in their prime, living on the outskirts of the city, living and breathing MJ and Scotty and Dennis and Horace Grant and all of that. Trust me when I tell you, if I was, and Evan Cohen is a huge Michael Jordan fan, and I love Evan dearly, and him and I share a common bond, and we love to regale each other with tales of Michael Jordan, (laughs) but that dude grew up in New York as a Knicks fan and loves Jordan, and there is not a chance that I would ever be the same as Evan in that respect. No way. Uh-uh. I don't care if the 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 Michael I don't care if Michael Jordan came to Cleveland. If I grew up in Cleveland and Jesus Christ himself was the point guard, I would not <laughs> cheer for the MJ and Christ led Bulls. Okay? I would not do it. Jesus Christ superstars? Yeah, yeah, the Jesus Christ superstars. <laughs> If they rolled into Gundarina in Cleveland, I would not be cheering for them. And then Pearly Gates, I'll handle that later. Okay? No way. Because you know you're going to hell, right? Oh, yeah. See, I already know the path. So it's not like I'm concerned. I would never 
never root for any pitcher to throw a perfect game against my team, the White Sox. Who's no the, way. Who's the starting five on the Jesus Christ Superstars? So Jesus is the point guard, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Where's Bartholomew? Yeah. yeah. What yeah, about yeah. Judas? Uh, <laughs> well, here's what's going to happen is Judas is going to be part of a, uh, a game-fixing scheme. <laughs> And then he's eventually going to be investigated and banned from the league. Right. Okay, exactly. you might have made it back in the pearly gates since you know a, you know uh, a thing or two. That's right. That's oh right. God, that's so oh, funny. just wait until the uh, the Easter puns I have for the Heat starting uh, game one of their first round series on Sunday. Just oh, wait. Goodness. That's part of the show today. Oh, no. So let's add this to the question as well because I'm curious because I don't understand it. And I need someone to help me wrap my mind around it. How in the hell would you be okay with an opposing pitcher, or fine, an opposing player dropping 70 on your team, or uh, an opposing left winger scoring a hat trick against your team. I'm trying to find the equivalent in sports here. But if you had, in the eighth inning, an opposing pitcher throwing a perfect game against your team, what are you doing? How are you reacting to it? Are you cheering him? Are you booing him? How do you react to that? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter, at KLV1063, because I cannot wrap my mind around that. If Tom Brady came in and threw five touchdowns against the Dolphins, you know what that? You know how angry I would be? That would drive me to drinking. That would drive me to bad things. That would put me in a dark place. How is anybody okay with that? I'm ripping my Twins jersey off. And, and taking a blue Dodger shirt off of somebody to cheer for him. I mean, you only have like three innings of focus How at a baseball game. How soft is that? Well, How see, I just, soft I is that? I don't think he's soft. I just think you're salty. You have That's I think it's certain. I think it's certain fan bases that do that. I think Minnesota is not that. Like, yeah. I, I have a very good friend that lives there. They are like those nice people and don't you know and all, that, I mean, that's them. I mean, a, they and, live and, on a lake. And, and right. if you're at a baseball game, you really have like three innings of focus and, and then you start to tap out and you're ready to leave. I mean, most, I mean, not most these fans, but there's Gen a percentage Zers, of them. These Gen Zers drive me insane. And if the best pitcher in baseball or one of them is about to throw a perfect game, keep it coming. I was at that game. I get to tell my kid, oh, Clayton's only perfect game? Yeah, I was there. I was there. You should have seen it. You should have seen it. I mean, His off-speed pitches, man, they were on fire. He was you know what? No, I, like whatever. No lies told. It's not like that that grandkid you're telling that story to can actually fact check it. You can yes, say can. without being there. Oh yeah, I saw that. What a magical afternoon at the ball yard. Uh, <laughs> and they're not going to question you about it. Oh, Grandpappy told me a great baseball story. No, because when Clayton is in his last year, his his retirement tour, <laughs> and he throws a second, then you're like. Hey, he, that you saw his second. I saw his very first one. And here one. are the pictures that I took with my. I'm a Gen Zer. Here are the pictures that I posted on social media of it. Who cares? Mm. What? Mm. Who cares? Somebody go get Ken his ginseng. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Man, how would you describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six outs from a perfect game? Also, you're in the stands watching the opposing pitcher throw a perfect game against your team. Who or what are you rooting for? I'm actually angrier about the latter. The fact that you, Keely, you, Stone, would be, oh, get it done. Come on, pal. Let's let's go. Let's make history. I'm more angry about that, that you would turn your back on your squad as opposed to Clayton Kershaw actually being pulled six outs away from a perfect game. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. We have a bunch of social media to get to in just a second. But... Uh, you know what doesn't stop short of a perfect game? The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It is the higher education equivalent of a perfect game. But you finish the job. There's no Dave Roberts around. There is no lockout to hold you back. Uh-uh. They see it through. They help you get the job done and continue you on your path to your dream job in the sports industry. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years of doing it. Sign up right now. Get yourself in on-campus classes in Boca Raton or remotely. Whatever works best for you. They're catering to you with professors who are in the sports industry. It's simple. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program. Tried and true. Your path into the sports industry. How would you describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six outs from a perfect game? And... What or who would you root for if the opposing pitcher 
was throwing a perfect game against your team. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter at KLV1063. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, Stone, what's happening Sunday 1 p.m.? Tell me about it. Tell me about it. What's happening Sunday at 1, brother? Those Miami Heat are going up 1-0. to nil. I don't care if it's the Hawks. I don't care if it's the Cavs. It's game one, Sunday, 1 p.m., FTX Arena. Heat and whoever right here on your Heat home in the postseason, ESPN 106.3. It doesn't matter. You've been calling the Heat and five, the Heat and five. You know, I'll let you go Heat and four here. Let's go. Heat and four. Let's go. By the way, Sunday, 1 p.m., the Heat is risen. The Heat is risen indeed. If the Heat don't win, I'll be cross. See, now you you are all right. You are all right with that first one. If you eat so much ham, you're going to be unconscious by 2 p.m. Oh, wow. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, though. (laughs) <laughs> Keep them coming. You're going to have to have some good biblical scholars to know that part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I wonder, back in the day, I was a regular Sunday school attendee. Look at you. Mm-hmm. And well, you remember I, that from Sunday school? What, what I, happened? I got confirmed. I got confirmed. And that's how I developed my taste for Pinot Noir. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, that's red what, wine at an early age, eighth see, grader, impressionable. That's mm. why you got to go to just a good old Baptist church because all we're doing is grape juice and little wafers. Man. That's what we're doing see, for communion ma- grape juice and wafers. Well, I was raised a Lutheran, okay? And by the way, thank you to uh, whatever the International Lutheran uh, Corporation is that gave me <laughs> the a, Lutheran a scholarship to go to college, uh, even though I didn't go to church past eighth grade. But we don't have to tell them that. I'm, I'm long past college. Uh, but uh, we had. The, the Lutheran side of things, we went all out. It was the grape juice for the youngsters, but by the time I hit sixth grade, I was ready to graduate. Ah. The red wine. Let's go. Let's go. And it could be it could be in those little cups in the, the or those little glasses, uh-huh. those shot glasses, or uh-huh. it could come out of that chalice. Ooh. What's up? So I went chalice mode uh, once I was in eighth grade, getting uh-huh. confirmed, and we had chunks of bread. None of this uh-huh. nonsense wafer stuff. The body yeah. of Christ was a chunk of bread. <laughs> most most kids make the face they squirm, you know, no, when they think no, it. But no, you no. were in sixth grade like No, no, no. Mm. Body Body of Christ was big and thick. I didn't get and, mine yet. I didn't get mine yet, Miss Teacher. The blood of Christ was making this eighth grader feel some things before oh the Bears goodness. played on Sunday afternoon. Oh yeah. Just blasphemous. <laughs> Listen, I always felt like you could tell who the drinkers were in church by how they took communion <laughs> oh, with the man. shot glasses. Like if they threw it back, I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Ken stealing yeah. bread. Yeah, bro, that bread was delicious. By the way, they would keep. I was an acolyte, so once you're like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and you're on the road to confirmation, uh-huh. I don't know. I just made that up. I'm making it up like CBS, the road to the final four. But uh, <laughs> you then had access to the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. So we would just we would just take loaves of the bread that they used for communion and take them home because they were delicious. I mean. <laughs> The body of Christ is delicious. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe Happy I need Easter, to convert to be Lutheran. I'm like, y'all got oh, actual no. bread? We had wafers. I mean, we, like, we're we're the Catholic Church without the scandal. It's awesome. And the bread is thicker. Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Uh, and I, I, I want to keep talking about Clayton Kershaw because it sucks that he was pulled six outs from a perfect game. Like, it sucks, right? There's no other way to get around it. It's garbage. It makes you feel badly. But the owners have themselves to blame because Clayton Kershaw isn't ready to go a full nine, uh, go up towards 85, 90, 95 pitches because he didn't get a full spring training. 
Like, you don't buy that, Stone? I agree with Mr. I, I used my arm, my shoulder, my elbow for a living through high school and through college. You don't, you don't sit here and sympathize with Clayton Kershaw? You know how Ocho Cinco eats McDonald's and doesn't believe in the science? I never bought into the science of that stuff. I agree with each and every word that Jay Will said. Man, it's so lame. For a casual viewer of the MLB, like I am myself, if I would have got a tweet notification or just been scrolling my timeline and saw that Kershaw was headed into the ninth, pitching a perfect game, I would have immediately pulled up MLB Network and, and tuned into that game. I would have turned it on. I would have been excited to watch this guy do this. Only 23 people have done this before. And, 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 and I think to compare a no-hitter in April to hoisting a chance, that's so dramatic. Let this, guy, let, this, let this guy give his team momentum. Let the fans get what they want. Man, it was 38 degrees in Minnesota. It is lame. And that's coming from an athlete. You would know more the history behind it and the reasoning behind it, but that's what we want to see, man. I can. He was tell. dialed. He was dialed. Healy, I can tell, and I understand now why he's okay with his team, his baseball team, having a, a perfect game thrown against it because he's such a casual. Oh, he's such a casual. That felt like a a diss. I'm disgusted. <laughs> Who is your team, by the way? And Major League Baseball? Uh-huh. I mean, the, those, no, Marlins the, NFL. Got, those, those Miami Marlins got their home <laughs> opener today. Uh, the Miami Marlins. I'm a, I'm a big Who, Jazz Chisholm guy. By the way, are they going to play a game that's not a one-run game ever? Uh, seriously, though. For their first five games <laughs> have been a one-run game. They're one in four right now, and they could have won all of those games. Uh, they have a home opener. It'll be very wildly, widely viewed, I'm sure. Um, Hopefully, so, Charlie Sheen pulls up, too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Jazz Chisholm aligning himself with Charlie Sheen, probably not the best <laughs> career decision. Just me. I don't know. I will say this. Charlie Sheen, though, it, it that's only because we remember uh, Tiger Blood. And what was the other thing he used to say all the time? Uh, winning. Yes. But that was, was it 10 years ago at this point? 10, I, yes, it, it, it was about 10 years ago. And I remember when it was happening, I'm like, oh, Charlie Sheen rules. And yeah. then it didn't rule We've anymore. We've moved on, though. Like, oh, yeah. You know yeah, what no. I mean? Like, you could be friends with Charlie Sheen, and you couldn't be friends with Charlie Sheen 10 years ago. Right. Or even nine years Yeah, you're right. Now ago. he's friendable again. Yeah. You're right. Now you're like, okay. You're, you're exactly right. Um, and, and But, again, what I may be more, I'm more perplexed about than Clayton Kershaw being pulled six outs from a perfect game are people that are saying that, that oh, we could have seen history. It would have been amazing. If I'm a Twins fan... And I booed the decision to take Clayton Kershaw out of the game. Don't bother going back this year to Target Field. Don't bother going back because you don't care. No real fan wants to see their team on the wrong end of history. Uh uh-uh. uh. No way. Not a chance. Not me. Not this guy. Really? Ima- uh, yeah, yeah, imagine. No, you're weird and petty, though. Ke- imagine. <laughs> Keely, ima- you're weird and. Can you save that? Please mark that. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting in the stands at Raymond James, and Tom Brady's on the brink of the most massive comeback in his career at 40 years old, 45 years old. I would have wanted to be gamed by the GOAT on that last drive. I would have not wanted to score. Or, or if it was going to happen, I would have wanted it to be Brady. I would have wanted it to be Kershaw. You're insane. I, I hear you. I don't particularly love that analogy because that's different. But to your point, so few people have had a perfect game. In the history of, and baseball's been around since the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. As, Jay, as Jay Will, noted baseball historian, said this morning, <laughs> 23 perfect games in Major League Baseball history. Right. Only 23. <laughs> and this game has been around for that long. Yeah. So I, um, like I said. This ain't Joe Schmo. This is a goat. This is Clayton Kershaw. Well, even if it was Joe Schmo, wouldn't you still want to see it? Oh, yeah. You would still want to see it. That's what if what there I'm was saying. a pitcher named Joe Schmo? Then would we be able to use Joe Schmo anymore? Mm, no, absolutely not. Yeah, we'd have to change it. Good call. Um, Hopefully, if there's a Schmo family, they wouldn't name their kid Joseph <laughs> or Joe. Actually, just like you? if there's a Doe family, don't ever name your kid John or Jane. Hey, uh, by the way, how is Schmo uh, spelled? Do you think S C H M O? Yes. Yes. Could With you, e. you oh, throw should, an E on the end? Could you With Google e. Joe Schmo and see if there actually is a Joe Schmo? And let's try and find a phone number. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure this has never happened before in radio history. <laughs> oh well, there's a reality TV show, the Joe Schmo Show. Yeah, but I'm talking about a real Joe Schmo. Just find him. I'm sure he's an accountant somewhere. In like Tampa, I don't know. How would you describe Clayton Kershaw being pulled six out from a uh, six outs from a perfect game? And 
Would you be rooting for the opposing pitcher who is about to throw a perfect game against your team? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter, at KLV1063. Let's start today on the phones in Boca with Paul. Paul, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Paul. Hey, Ken. Hi, Paul. Are you seriously defending this? Or are you just saying <laughs> Wait, I didn't. I didn't hear because Stone was. What did you say, Paul? No, because I want to know if you're seriously defending this, or you're just being sarcastic, or are you really seriously defending this decision as the right decision? Uh, well, I'm defending the decision to pull Clayton Kershaw because, again, the Dodgers are World Series or bust. They're the new Yankees. They've spent the money. Dave Roberts, his job gone if they don't win a World Series this year. So if he starts uh, feeling like, oh, my elbow's tight or my shoulder hurts because he had two weeks of spring training, then Dave Roberts sure as hell is keeping him in the dugout for the eighth and ninth inning yesterday. Baseball and how good it is for the game be damned. Okay. Let's let's start punching holes in your argument right now. First of all, coming from a lockout from Major, Major League Baseball just keeps getting everything wrong and they keep getting it wrong and they keep mm-hmm. getting it wrong. You just came from a lockout. Sure. And God bless, here you have one of the most historical pitchers in history trying to make, I mean, 23 people have done it before, so it's not really history, but it's something cool. And then there you have a manager coming to pull one of the most notable faces of baseball with seven innings, 85 pitches mm. into a perfect game. And you're telling me that because he had two weeks of spring training with a, a season that's 162 games long, we're going to pull him now. Now look at this, like Stone said, Yesterday, anybody who saw Clayton Kershaw was having a perfect game would have definitely turned their TV on. What if you're a kid thinking about playing baseball, sure. and then you see this, and then you say to yourself, God damn, this is how these people operate? I can have something for myself, and now with Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw always gets hurt, regardless of the postseason he chokes, he gets hurt, whatever. And he's at the back end of his career. So what are we saving Clayton Kershaw for? Is he 19 years old? Are we going to say, okay, we don't want him to have Tommy John because he's young? This guy's about to retire. What the hell are Paul, we saving him for? Paul, you're, not, you're not wrong about what this means for that the person viewing it and appreciate the call. You're not wrong about that. Baseball has dropped the ball. It sucks that he wasn't given the opportunity to pitch a perfect game, but him not having the opportunity to pitch a perfect game yesterday is not the fault of Clayton Kershaw, nor is it the fault of Dave Roberts. It's the fault of those who are responsible for the lockout and why we only had two weeks of spring training and why a 34-year-old who has been banged up isn't fully loose enough yet and stretched out enough yet to go 115, 120 pitches, which he has done traditionally throughout his career. It's because the owners are to blame for the lockout. So it sucks for baseball, but ultimately it's the guys who've been holding baseball back for a long time, the owners who are to blame again. That's the point I'm making. Well, and I would argue when Paul was saying, what are we saving him for? It's not like he's 19 and you don't, want to, trophy. His, you don't want to ruin his career. But I would argue that because he's 34, you got to treat him tenderly. <laughs> exactly. And he's your ace. Right. So you got to treat your ace right, A, and B, he's an older ace. So you got to do right by him. Yeah. Particularly Agreed. if you want to hold that trophy up yeah. in October. But like Stone, Stone, and this is this is a symptom of the younger generation of sports fan. You want it and you want it now. And Microwave. it's gotta be viral. Exactly. It's gotta be viral. And we've gotta we've gotta watch it on bar stool and Stone's gonna oh perfect what? game. Hell yeah, bro. Awesome. Even bro? though the not end game the end game is a championship. It's not going right. viral these days, Stone. The end game is a championship. Nobody watches the damn sport. Like we're gonna tune it on when they're in this World Series. Yeah, and you know want it now. Want it now. There's only twenty three that have happened before. Hell yeah, I want it now. Right now. Uh, Last wait night, a April thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Come on. And they're not gonna watch it after that. Okay, say that would have happened. And now you bring in some casual fans. Do you think they're gonna keep watching? Because after two innings, it's the perfect game is over. So in the you, well, you think they're gonna draw a lot of fans? I would argue that from even from a business standpoint, you want your number two team as your number two market team in the country to be in the postseason because you've got three chances. Uh, of or th- course, or you have three series. Yeah. Of to course. Get now here's why a casual would keep watching because now the storyline is generated that a 34 year old on the back end end of his career has had the best start to his season that he's ever had. Like, he's on pace. Ain't he, nobody he watching, He up though. 13 dudes in eight innings. Like, he, 
statistically, he is. I'm paying attention, Clayton. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep Bruh. it going. I'm tuning in. Bruh. I'm telling you as a casual. I'm not lying. Bruh. They ain't watching. Man, I'm, worried. I'm not worried and about Wizard World Series. I'm not worried here's about, the thing, I'm not thinking about it. Stone's talking about, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. I want to I want to take this in. But you know what? There's other things. Vladdy Guerrero hit three bombs last night, Stone. You want something viral? You want something immediately in your face? You want something historic? Watch that last night. Okay, there's plenty on a, on a night-to-night basis in baseball that can satiate your appetite for, oh, that was badass. Vladdy hit three bombs last mm-hmm. night at Yankee Stadium. That's just as good. And I saw all three of the dingers. Watched them okay, all. Good. So you got a full appetite of uh, a full serving of baseball. Home runs, night. no hitters, pickle I, plays. I mean, I want but Keely, what I'm, what's going to turn me on the guy. TV. He is such he is such a symptom of of youth sports fan right now. Mm. Baseball's sleeping. I hear I hear you, but that that storyline, if that would have happened, people would care today. Maybe tomorrow, and that's it. Yeah. If you're talking about a true casual fan, please, they're not. Look, it's crazy. Easter's coming. That's crazy. People you guys got shaking got your hand. fist. We got Easter and Passover. People got matzah to eat. People got <laughs> ham to eat. People got eggs to hunt. Ain't nobody thinking about baseball past tomorrow. If he does if it, that would have If he gets number twenty-four, then we're gonna get a week of highlights. Of no, 23, no. 22, 21, 20, 19, all the guys. We get to go through a little baseball history for all you no. old people. Casual fans are not. You know where that airs? That's going to air on, like, ESPN. Yeah, it Casual will. Casual fans don't watch ESPN for that generally. Right. They don't. Ca- but because Sports it happened, it's now shoved in front of their faces. They're no forced stones. to watch it because of Clayton Kershaw. Listen, take it from an old dog. In this. <laughs> an old dog that knows casual fans. People are going to care till tomorrow, and that's it. Particularly, you got a holiday weekend coming up. People are, are, are going to care uh, and NBA tomorrow. playoffs, stop it. People are going to yeah. care about history for a day. <laughs> that's just an absurd statement in itself. It's history, but we're not going to care. Leo's in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? I feel like Stone want to fight me. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, like we said last weekend, the, the Marlins are almost always out of it, so I'm not even going to wait till May. Hopefully they'll be in it by the end of April. Um, but as far as Clayton Kershaw, I'm a baseball fan, so I, I can appreciate baseball being inherently defensive, a defensive game. But casual fans do not care about a pitcher being on his stuff. They don't care. Like, I just, I can't. That's the reason why baseball to casual fans is so boring because they don't appreciate a one-run or one-zero game in the ninth inning. And, and, and just to Stone's point, if, say, Kershaw goes back out there, right? First pitch, it's a little dribbler single through the, through the infield, and the perfect game's over. You're not going to still watch the game. You're not going to watch the rest. Oh, perfect game's over, switch the channel. A perfect game's over. Change the streaming. At service. least I turned so, it on. Stone, who pitched the last perfect game? At least I turned it Stone, on. If it's so from the White Sox, it, no, then if, I have no. If clue. it's so historic, who pitched the last? Perfect it wasn't game? a goat. He wasn't the Tom Brady of baseball. It was Felix Hernandez See, of the Mariners. That ain't Tom Brady. That yeah. ain't that ain't that ain't a goat. That ain't one of the best at his but, position. But but I history. I'm sure a decade from now, Leo, we'll be thinking back. We'll be, hey Stone, uh, what happened ten years ago today? I don't know. Uh, there's no way he remembers it's Clayton Kershaw just missing a perfect game. Such history and appreciate the call, Leo. You you want everything set in front of you. You want everything to be the greatest and put in front of you because you you just baseball react. Sucks. No, you react to viral <laughs> moments. You react yeah. to. You, yeah, I agree with Leo. You've got to appreciate the the, the two to one, the three to two. Hey, the Marlins play them every night. If you're a true Marlins fan, you should appreciate that. They mm-hmm. play a one run game every night. Yeah, but that's yeah. what baseball's become. I want a three run homer, or I want a perfect game. Right, and that is why it, 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 maybe baseball's just never going to, with Stone's generation, uh, draw it in because there's so much more to it mm-hmm. than that. Well, and, or there and- should be. And that was the thing, uh, you know, to that was Leo that called us to Leo's point. And the point I was trying to make to Stone, if you're a true casual fan, you can't appreciate pitching. You can't. You you can think that's cool today. And that's about yeah, I mean, he wants it Clayton just, Kershaw to have Tommy John, so he clearly doesn't appreciate pitching. <laughs> that's not going to go past. But people will people will watch the world. Even casual fans will watch the World Series because people are talking about it. See, now I would argue that the only thing that I care about as a casual is pitching because guys can get up there and, 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 throw, nasty, kind of and throw nasty pitches. You're I want to see off speeds. I want to see sliders. I want to see guys. 
pitch bring pitches bring guys to their knees. Like that's why I'm. You're watching. not a casual. No, you're just kind of weird. Yeah, both I, of y'all are weird. I, today. I am. I am it's the just weird vibes. I am the giant percentage not watching baseball for the reason that they pulled Clayton Kershaw. How am I weird? I am the eighty percenter. But no, maybe you are you making up that a casual number? One hundred percent. But casual casual <laughs> fans don't care about pitching because they don't know the difference between an off speed, a slider, a knuckleball. A cur- they don't know the difference. It's too hard to that stuff is too hard to follow. You know what people know? People know home runs. They know that. Yeah. Like Ken said earlier, I know Kershaw was given his stuff though. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's what was, the announcers yeah. are there for, man. He's thrown 13. Because he didn't of, have his fastball. He was throwing all off speed stuff. Yeah, his that was sick. Stuff. But that people don't know what that people don't know what that he means. You don't need to. But what I'm saying for you, Stone, <laughs> if if you truly do, as you put it, as a casual, if you appreciate pitching, then appreciate what he did in the seven innings yesterday, where he was throwing a, a vast majority off speed stuff. And if he was that dominant then, there might be, like he said, there might be a chance for him to give it another go sometime this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's how his mindset is. Listen, baseball screwed up. Baseball screwed up, but it's not Clayton Kershaw's fault, and it's not the Dodgers' fault, and it's not Dave Roberts' fault. It's the owner's fault because Clayton Kershaw uh, it just so happens he had this opportunity too early in a season after a two-week spring training that's not healthy. Tony is in West Palm. Tony's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Tony. What's up, Ken? Hey, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this one because it it does end up being on the fact that he wasn't prepared so early in the season. I mean, you really don't want to lose Clayton Kershaw this early in the season. So, oh. hats off to what he did. It would have been lovely to see the perfect game or you know whatever. You know, it would have been lovely. But yo, I got a question though. Did 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 you guys say that uh, Felix Hernandez was the last? One to throw the perfect game. Was that the correct stat? Yeah, did I screw that up? All right. No, 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 no. My man, Stone. Hey, yo, I'm a Yankees fan, but my dude, don't don't disrespect Hernandez. Like, yeah. that's King, King Felix, Felix, my dude. Man. Like, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to do a little bit of uh, history because, yo, on, on surreal, to tell you the truth, if anybody's a perfect example of, you know, a career, like, yo, Felix Hernandez should have done so many. I mean, mm-hmm. hats off to his career. That's the that's the king. But yo, imagine if he wouldn't have suffered so many injuries. Yep. Same thing with Clayton Kershaw. We just want yo as a as a baseball fanatic, Dominican baseball fanatic. I wanted to see the man do his thing, whether it be a shutout, whether just do his thing, have a full career and be healthy moving forward. Give us some good games. Give us some great baseball. And let's go Yankees, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I knew uh, Tony with the walk-off. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, when we come back, and I hate to do it to him because he's a legend, but John Sterling had the broadcast flub of the year. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to have the best car buying experience. Hey, now more than ever. Having a fuel-efficient car is of the utmost importance, and they have a whole, whole, whole lot of them at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. West Palm, you can't miss it. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, a credit clinic on site, taking care of you, making sure that what you're paying for that car, you can handle it. It's not going to keep you up at night. It's not going to make you queasy. It's not going to make you feel uncomfortable. You pay it monthly, and you say, well, that's done. Good times. Love my car. That's the experience you're going to get at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, where I got my Kia K5 GT, beautiful and blue. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. All right, this is this is the part of the show that I've been dreading, but I can't, I can't let it go. Uh, me as a, a play-by-play broadcaster, when I hear this, and then I, I, I play it and I react to it. It is not to, to make fun. It is not to admonish. It is not to pile on. It is to acknowledge that play-by-play broadcasters, Keeley, has a, have a very difficult job, uh, especially baseball broadcasters. Mm-hmm. They have a very difficult job. Uh, John Sterling's one of the best of all time. Uh, the the legend, uh, legendary Yankees broadcaster. The Yankees Radio Network. Last night, eighth inning, 6-4, Toronto on top. 
And Giancarlo Stanton was at the plate with a man on. And this was the call from John Sterling last night on the Yankees radio network. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. At the wall. Caught by Tapia. Boy, I thought that was gone. Oh boy, let's hear it. Let's hear it one more time. John Sterling and his call of Giancarlo Stanton's home run. That wasn't. Here's the 1 0. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. At the wall. Caught by Tapia. Boy, I thought that was gone. And that is John Sterling on the Yankees radio network. I cannot tell you how badly. I feel for that that man. He I, is a legend, and that happened. And there's no way that he could hide it. There's right. no way that he could make it right. That's the tough part. It seems like he caught it, though. I mean, well, not caught it. It seems like he recovered well. Yeah, you just. Have, but here's the thing. You just have to eat it. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. You can't, like, apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you just, you just, I thought that was gone. Yeah. And that's the way to handle it. If you're going to butcher something like that, yeah. then that's the way to handle it. Here's what I believe probably took place. Okay? This is just my theory. I don't know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. My gut tells me that John Sterling, who certainly has a screen, a TV screen in his broadcast booth, mm-hmm. was looking at that as opposed to the field in that moment. Mm. He was looking at the screen. And if you look at the TV view of Giancarlo Stanton's fly ball, his fly out, Mm -hmm. it certainly looked like a camera shot that thought that it was gone because it started to zoom out and started to show the sky as opposed to the outfielder. Mm -hmm. And I think that he thought that Stanton tagged it because it looked like a home run off the bat too based on TV, Mm -hmm. which leads me to believe again, and this will be another lesson learned for John Sterling, who when he was calling games remotely over the last couple of years would talk about how difficult it was for him sometime to gauge where the ball was. Mm -hmm. I think he got caught looking at the TV screen in his broadcast booth. And he thought it was a home run when it was about eight feet short. It happens to the best of us. I mean, I whether it said a name wrong on television or the prompter went one way and my eyes went another way, or I just, I don't know, f- fell asleep at the wheel, literally. At least yeah. I felt asleep on the inside. My eyes were open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I felt asleep. It's like, man, you listen, it happens. These things we're happen. Human beings. But man, it, it's tough. And with that team, and that platform, yeah. it sucks when it happens. But I don't want anybody saying, oh, John Sterling sucks, old man. No, John no. Sterling's great. Yes. One of the old-time greats. Those things happen. But I think what happened is he got caught watching his screen in front of him as opposed to actually what was taking place mm-hmm. in front of him, and it got crossed up. And so I don't think he's going to do that again. I think no. he's probably learned, uh, learned the lesson there. Uh, when we return, we're going to talk – Achilles injuries. We're going to talk sports injuries with uh, Baptist Health. It is our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. And today's the day. It didn't get tackled while I was gone. So we need to discuss Cam Newton and his thoughts on what it takes to be a perfect partner. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.